Welcome to Game Off Podcast number 49. It's been a while, but we are back with style. I'm your host, Andy, here with the other host. Oh, Brent. <laughs> I almost forgot how to do this. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, Arcadia. Yeah, also, <laughs> it's yeah. been 84 years. <laughs> what, what are we doing here? Why are we even back, Andy? What's today about? Well, you know, uh, Valve put out some kind of handheld thing called the Steam Deck that we're going to talk about a little bit in, in our... It's not really news. It's, it's not really a fireside chat. It's just... We got a lot of feelings about this, and we got to get them all out somewhere, and, and you're going to listen to it. And then we're going to talk about a couple of games, uh, one of them called Dodgeball Academia, and the other one called Mario Golf Super Rush. Yes, was, Super Rush. Yeah. yeah, you could be lying to me again. I, I'm I, not sure. I, I, I'm just going to talk about Mario Golf 64. Ah, that's fine. I could, I could talk about that, too. <laughs> so, what do you know... Brent, about the Steam Deck. Uh, I like the back of it. I think the back of it looks really sharp. That's about it. <laughs> what is what is the Steam Deck, Andy? So the Steam Deck is the newest foray, or newest of Valve's forays into selling hardware. Uh, you know, they've had some things that they've done in the past. They had the Steam Link. They had some manner of headset for VR, I don't remember which one it was, if it was the Vive or the Vision or something like that. They they had Steam boxes for a while. They had a, a controller that either you were vehemently defending online very, you know, angrily and yelling at everyone about how it was the greatest <laughs> controller in the world, or you actually used it and thought, eh, this is kind of shit. But <laughs> you know, that's that, that was all in the past. Now they're they're making a handheld powerhouse gaming pc like a i don't know like like a switched on steroids it kind of looks like it's big and it's like the game gear to the switch's game boy you know yeah yeah it does look like it's at least like what did you say like 35 percent bigger than the switch maybe even more oh easily easily 35 percent i would accept that yeah do you do you know what the size of the screen is on this bad boy uh, how dare you? How dare you ask me a question that, <laughs> that it's a seven inch screen? Oh, yeah, there you go. There you go. So, what, do you, what's do the you know how big the, the Switch's screen is? Yeah, no, I think it's five and a half. I'm not 100% sure there. Okay, well, it's 6.62 inches for the Switch. We can let the listeners do the math as to whether or not that's 30%. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, sounds right. Tick, 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 tick. Yep. Math tracks. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's what's the main draw to this? Would you call it a mini PC? What would you call this, and where does it fit in the market? So those are two exceedingly loaded questions. Um, <laughs> the first one is, I mean, it is a smaller PC than most PCs that you can purchase at this time, especially given the specs and the games that it claims to be able to run. And in most of the promotional materials, it showed it running a, or alluded to it running a small number of games that you would have ever heard of. Hades, The Witcher 3, that Jedi one with the red-headed kid, Control, Doom. Those games. They haven't shown a ton of different games being run on it so far, I don't think. Maybe they have. Who knows? 
But you just listed like all the best games of the generation. Oh, yeah, <laughs> simply all of these great AAA games. Just a couple of these games you may or may not have heard of. Who cares? Don't worry about it. So <laughs> it's it's trying to fill this kind of gap in the market. I think of people who want to play PC games and take their Steam library with them on the road in this kind of handheld format. Uh, it docks. It has a it has a dock that you can purchase for it, much like a switch that you can plug it in, watch it, on the, you know, play on the big screen, and that's all really cool and great, I guess. Uh, I think it has support for Xbox controllers and uh, the Steam controllers that they still apparently make. You know all that stuff. Did that answer your question? I can't remember what your question was. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so what? What would make someone want to buy this this gadget? So, oh, well, that's a good question. And and a, a question that you should have asked before that is how much does it cost? Oh, let's do that first. How yeah. much money's? Uh, it's a couple of dollars, depending on which version you want to buy. Um, the base price, four hundred bucks, will get you a, get you a Steam Deck with sixty four gigs of onboard storage. 529 gets you 256 gigs, and 649 gets you 512 gigs of onboard storage. Wow. They all have a uh, micro SD card for expansion storage as well. So the, the only the lowest tier one is cheaper than some of the game consoles out there. Correct. And that so the other two are more expensive than even the high-end game consoles of the modern generation. That's correct, and the the small one there, that, that one with 64 gigs of storage, is going to feel really small when you take into account that like games like Doom and uh, Redhead Jedi there have <laughs> great, greater than 50 gig install sizes. So you're going to have one game on there at a time. Very convenient. Yeah, which, you know, it's, it's kind of like having a cartridge that you put in there and not bringing any other cartridges with you, which was common this... whenever I went on vacation. So... The practical application for this is sort of like treating it like um, offline Netflix, where you just download one show and then take <laughs> it to the airport with you, and then watch all of it. Realize you've you've finished it, delete that, and then wait till you get back on Wi-Fi again. Is is that the application for this, Andy? I'm guessing or that that you'd probably, if you were going to go on a long, you know, if you were taking a trip to Thailand and you're going on a 20-hour flight, you'd probably pick a couple of smaller games to throw on there. And maybe, you know, ration it out or throw uh, an SD card in there. they got terabyte-sized SD cards now, so I don't know if you can run games off FD, SD cards effectively. That's, I don't know how well that, that was works. my next question. So these are all SSDs in, in the device, right? So yes. I, I presume that the I.O. from the micro SD is, like, significantly slower. Oh, I would I think so. I have to assume. I would think so. Uh, it, 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 if... Unless you've got a game that's kind of optimized to use that kind of storage and use it effectively, I think you're probably going to see some slowdown. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you could just load it up with a bunch of crap that doesn't need, that, like, intense I.O., like uh, Microsoft Solitaire, um, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, stuff like uh, Hades would probably be okay, stuff where it's not doing a lot of loading as you're playing. You is it? I, so... It, I started playing that, and it seems like it's loading a lot, like, every time you leave a room. Like, I mean, it's not loading up. Like, 
I can't tell because I'm playing on an SSD, but I assume right. that if yeah. you were playing on like an older system, there probably would be some load times. Yeah, what you're saying is probably true. That's that's probably um, you know what I said is probably entirely incorrect. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just just curious uh, if if you knew. I don't know, but I I see the the main version or the main use for this as um, having another machine that you can play on your big screen TV. Like basically, what the Steam Link didn't really do get a machine that you can put on your TV in your living room and have the same access to your Steam library. Yeah. Because I don't see this as... A, as this, this does not appeal to me as something that I could take on the road with me. Like, that just seems silly. I don't, I don't think that that makes sense. I don't think the battery life is... It's only a couple hours of battery life. Oh, yikes. Which, you know, again, not... for running that type of PC, that's a lot. A 7-inch screen, yeah, all that yeah. stuff. That's a lot of stuff. But also, like, if you go, like, I keep thinking about airports and stuff. Like, not all planes have outlets on them. Not all airports have an outlet every, you know, 10 feet or so. You have to hunt one down and fight with other people to get to get even a charge. So, yeah. like, this, it doesn't seem like this was designed. It Like, it was designed to be portable, wink, wink, but yeah, maybe I, not your primary use for it. It's looking like at least one IGN report says that you could get about four hours of Portal 2 on it. Mm. So, and that's like a 12-year-old game at this point, though. Right, right. Yeah, actually, I think you're, you're entirely correct. I think it's 2010-2011 was Portal 2, so you're right about there. Yeah. I so think... I, I, <clears throat> I'm asking these baity questions because I can't envision a reality where I would want this. I think the technology is very cool, but mm. I, can't, I can't think of a scenario where, like, I'm on a train in, like, fucking Eastern Europe for 14 hours. I'm like, well, thank God I have this <laughs> bulky Steam Deck. I think, for me, the, the the scenario I can envision is I've been playing RimWorld on my PC downstairs, and now mm. it's daylight, and I should get some daylight, so I'm going to go play it on the TV upstairs. Yeah. <laughs> and just... Because streaming from my, from my computer upstairs, you know, with the Steam Link, it just... It works fine for games like Civ or, you know, Disgaea, where I'm not, I'm not doing Twitch responses to things. Yeah. But you know, I I can't play Forza. I can't play Doom streamed over my my LAN onto an upstairs TV. Right. That just doesn't work. Uh, one of the interesting things I've seen is some alluding to and testing by Microsoft to get Game Pass to run on it. Yeah, it would make sense that it would just work almost out of the out of the box because they have the browser-based Game Pass now, and yeah, it's just internet and go. The idea of a system like this that you could spend your 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 base five hundred dollars on, or your introductory five hundred dollar price, and then your ten fifteen bucks a month on Game Pass, and then you've just got a handheld device with a constantly updating library of games that has a bit more appeal to me than just it with Steam. Yeah. Because one of the yeah. problems I see with Steam is Steam's interface for browsing games is hot garbage. And <laughs> you're going to really need something that makes it very obvious to people this is a game that can run well on Steam Deck. This this game has been Steam Deck certified, so to speak. Yeah. And Steam, Steam's not going to do that. Valve's not going to do anything like that. 
because they don't do anything like that. They'll put that on the community and the community can come up with its own tag and tag games if they want. But I think for this to succeed in any... Because people are talking about this as a Switch killer and I think that's incredibly naive and stupid and dumb and they should be ashamed of themselves and they should delete their blogs. Um, oh boy, yeah. Because, like, the thing about the Switch is that you can buy a Switch and the way that it looks on your Switch is exactly the way that it was advertised to you because there's one hardware set and developers yeah. only making it for one piece of hardware. And your dad, to buy you a copy of Hades for Switch, just has to go to the GameStop and tell the guy that he wants Hades for his kid on Switch, and then the guy will get it to him, and it's done. Like, it's very person-who-doesn't-know-about-games-friendly. Mm-hmm. The Steam Deck requires you to know how to browse Steam for games that are potentially compatible with the Steam Deck, which doesn't just mean any game that was released before the Steam because there are a lot of old games that won't work with the Steam Deck. Because of assumptions that it makes about old hardware. You know, there, there are a lot of games that are still for sale on Steam that don't work in Windows 10. But you can still buy them on Steam because Valve doesn't give a shit. They'll just sell you whatever you want. <laughs> you, can, you can put literal simulators about doing school shootings on Steam, and they don't really care. So, like, I think that's going to be its biggest downfall to be a, Steam, uh, a Switch killer in any way, is that... A Switch is something that someone who knows nothing about video games can buy for someone who knows nothing about video games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there is something to be said about, like, the retail market, too. Obviously, it's dwindled quite a bit, but there's still a very big aspect to the gaming industry and one of the reasons that PC hasn't caught up yet. And to, um, my, have, to my knowledge, this is not going to be available for sale in stores. You have to buy this through Valve. Yeah. A and so, like... The idea of, oh my god, I want to, wouldn't it be cool? Like, I remember my dad bought a, a Switch on kind of a whim. You know, he plays huh. games on very occasion. He's more interested in, like, what's going on in video games these days. And so every decade or so, he'll go out and buy a system and, like, three games <laughs> for it, and that's it. And that's, he went down to Best Buy and bought himself a Switch and a couple of games and played it for a weekend. That's not something he can do with a, with a Steam Deck. No. Yeah, on that too, have have they suggested they're even going to make any like UI changes to the store or anything to make it? I, I believe you know, it's going to be using work. some form of their big picture mode, which is garbage. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, okay. <laughs> that's, that's the right answer. All right, if that's what you guys are going to do. Sure, let let her rip. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah. That, so, did did you pre-order one? Well, I put my five bucks down. No, oh, okay. I put my five on bucks down. Which version? Uh, on on the on the big Mondo one. You know, I figured I'd be really stupid. Uh, uh thick boy. Yeah, I got that. I got that thick meaty boy that I'm gonna play. You know, power washer simulator on there and have a good old time. <laughs> According to the Steam Deck website, I can expect mine, uh, what did it say, somewhere after Q2 of next year. Uh, so, right around in, the corner. Tune into that review <laughs> in a year's time. Christ. Well, there's, there's your preview, I guess. <laughs> Pre preview event. Uh, I... I can't get around the fact that I never want to play games mobile anymore. I don't know why. <laughs> um, I 
I really like like the idea of xCloud as well, but every time I'm like on, I'm out somewhere, it's like oh, there's no Wi-Fi here, or I'm talking to human beings. Um, even like on an airplane, it's far too cramped to play video games. Like I'd rather just like set down a, a screen and watch a video a movie or something, TV series I've downloaded from Netflix. Um, I yeah, I, I guess I'm on the other side of the spectrum where I, I can't see me wanting to move from my PC to another room with also my PC. Cause since I like <laughs> spread already spread across like every possible device, like this being an extension of a PC doesn't really appeal to me as that, or as a streaming deck. So I, yeah, I, I guess I was, I asked a lot of baby questions just to make sure, <laughs> just to make sure this shit checked out. No, you're you're absolutely right to ask them. Like that that is kind of the situation that it's in. Um I don't know that this um there's there's a line in the Simpsons that I'm going to try to adapt to this, but basically Valve is here with the answer to a qu- another question that no one asked. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's kind of the way it feels. Yeah, I mean maybe this will be the next thing, who knows, or it maybe won't. it'll just be, be it'll just be whatever the, the the G Shield Five. Yeah, I, I I get really frustrated because it's the, the the way that they have at the top of the Steam Deck page is the most gaming power you have ever held, and I just I don't like that assumption. You don't know my life. You don't know what I've <laughs> held in my hands before. <laughs> I can pick up my PC. How heavy are your PCs, Val? <laughs> I've held John Carmack in my hands. <laughs> you like don't know baby. what I'm about. <laughs> Yeah. Any any closing thoughts on the Steam Deck? It, it'll be another thing that Valve did, and we'll look back at it and say, "Hey, remember when they did that?" Like, I'm sure it'll be fine. The hardware looks yeah. solid. I'm sure it'll work well enough for the people who want to use it. And I and I'm glad that Valve is doing a good job keeping people who review tech for a living in business. <laughs> There will be five thousand people that will die on this hill, and then that will be that'll be the end of it. Mm-hmm. They will argue that this is the greatest contraption, just like the the fucking Steam controller, the greatest thing ever created, and then it will just go away. Yeah, and uh, they will be wrong because it, it's just fine. And handheld gaming is its own world, and you can't just slap a PC in a handheld and say this works. <laughs> Valve is the finest purveyors of Google Glass. <laughs> you want to tell us a little bit about Super Dodgeball Academy or whatever it's called? Super Dodge- Dodgeball Academia. Excuse um, me. <clears throat> Dodgeball Academia is a, a, a good-looking little 10-hour um, indie game. Um, what what got me to play it originally was that it had these this really beautiful color palette. It's sort of like... Um, I don't know. It's it's all pastel-y, sort of like reminded me of Japanese, like pop color palette. I, I don't know. I I would say first thing you should do is just go look look up like a picture of the key art for this game, and then you can get a real good vibe for the game. Mm-hmm. It's a very energetic game, all about dodgeball. It's a dodgeball RPG uh, to set the stage properly. Um, 
you're just this kid living this anime story. You go run away from your family and join the Dodgeball High School because Dodgeball is very important <laughs> in this world. It's like I love that so many of these games just the the conceit is oh there's a high school that's entirely about fighting tops. There's a high school that's entirely <laughs> about dodgeball. <laughs> like just it's fine. You know how like we have all these high schools for different things. Dodgeball's one of them. <laughs> simply dodgeball yeah a lot of the story points i don't know if any if for people out there who watch some anime food wars is a pretty popular one mm-hmm. there the story reminded me a lot of that where it's like everyone takes it so seriously and talks about like in that world cooking in this world dodgeball like it's literally the most important thing in the entire on the entire planet and like whoever graduates top of the class is suddenly like the fucking god king overlord of the universe <laughs> so <laughs> but it, it's it's very lighthearted there's not really much many dark parts to the story so just just to set the stage for everyone but but mainly what you're doing is sort of going through these these um episodes day by day so each day you'll have a different sort of quirky story put moving things along you have to resolve and you do that by beating the crap out of people on the dodgeball court is this one of those uh one of those like rpg anime type games where all problems are solved by whatever the school is about yeah yeah everything's solved in the dodgeball court yeah oh yeah fantastic fantastic yeah (laughs) You just, uh, it's like, oh, I, we ha- we're having a minor disagreement. Let's chuck dodgeballs at each other. So, <laughs> so you go through the game, you know, chucking dodgeballs at every single person in the game. Teachers, principals, students, lunch ladies, what have you. Um, but it, it's actually um, pretty simple mechanically. It does do a really good job of pacing out uh, how you learn and pick up new skills, how it keeps throwing new um mechanics at you throughout the game like later on in the game you'll get special you'll see special dodgeballs that have different effects so you'll have a party of six people who will have special um passive abilities um different ultimate abilities stuff like that and then you'll also have like the the balls that have different abilities and all your enemies will have different um sort of throws that they'll do at you so some of them will charge up throws that go really slow, so I'm get lobbed really high in the air. Um, but the main mechanics of the game are you trying to catch the ball um, so you don't get <laughs> take damage. It's, it's dodgeball. I I feel like an asshole trying to explain dodgeball. Well, it's, just, it's fucking you're dodgeball. You're describing this game, and the, the main mechanics of the game is you trying to catch a ball... Um, <laughs> <laughs> the ball catching is the worst part. So if in dodgeball, you have the hitting of people and the catching of the balls, right? And there's not actually that much dodging, I don't think. Yeah, those are the two main main methods of, of doing things in dodgeball I follow so yeah, far. Yeah, yeah. so you don't get anything for, for catching the ball. You just don't get doinked. You have HP. You don't get knocked out immediately like you would in dodgeball if you get doinked. You, you lose a, a certain amount of HP depending on your enemy's level, etc. If you have, like, fire damage on you from the fireballs getting hit or fucking electrical or whatever. Sure, um, sure. But, yeah, yeah, you're just you're just charging up balls, trying to accumulate your special bar, executing your specials, and trying not to die. That's that's the combat in the game. It's, it's pretty simple. It, it just throws a lot of curveballs at you. Um, some fights, like, 
when people get knocked out, they'll, for some fucking reason, like, go behind you. And if you dodge a ball instead of catching it, they'll get the ball and then throw it at you from behind. They haven't played this iteration of dodgeball ever in my life, but it's bullshit. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you can get all the way up to level 50. Like, there's not uh, insubstantial RPG elements to the game. I would say there's not much point like there's nothing active about the leveling up um it's just you level up and when you get to 20 you get this ability um there's gear in the game uh you, you can get equip like three different pieces of gear or something and yeah, yeah you pretty much just just beat the shit out of everybody going through the entire game it does get a little bit repetitive at some points and sometimes you're just trying to complete a mission and the story doesn't even try and explain why you're in a fight. Somebody will just run down the street and just be like, you, it's dodgeball time. And it's like, like <laughs> not even like Pokemon where they're standing still and just like hawking you from all sorts of different lo angles or something. They'll just like the game will pause and then they'll sprint at you. I that mean, being said, that sounds like high school. So, yeah, well, Jesus, what kind of high school did you go to? <laughs> I went to dodgeball high school. Oh, well, there you go. Now I've been, been talking shit about your, your alma mater. Um, yeah, but it, one of the th speaking of Pokemon, it did remind me a lot of Pokemon, and it definitely takes some cues from Pokemon. Um, oh. Even the battle music. Even the battle music like sounds a lot like Pokemon. It will have those people standing around looking for a fight, uh, just like in Pokemon. Um, it sort of has that, that essence to it. It doesn't even shy away from it. It, 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 it looks like it's directly ripped from Pokemon, some of these things. It's, it's um, an homage, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, pretty much all I can think of to so, describe the game. I have a question for you, and maybe you have an answer to this, maybe you don't. That's how questions work. Um, mm-hmm. Did you ever play Super Dodgeball on the NES? No. Okay. Because the way that you're describing it sounds a lot like... The dodgeball mechanics remind me a lot of a game called Super Dodgeball that was out on the NES and I'm sure other systems, but I played at my cousin Jeff's house. So um, if you yeah. were ever at my cousin Jeff's house, you probably would have played it there too. He okay. liked that game a lot. Um, is, the, is the dodgeball mechanic like an active dodgeball or is it like a, more like an RPG turn-based thing? Oh, no, it's, it's fully active. So, okay. like, when I say you have to catch the ball, like, somebody will chuck it at you, and you have to catch it. So when they do these special sort of throws, it makes it harder to catch the ball. Because um, it'll, sometimes it'll, like, whirl around like a fan. You don't know when exactly it's going to hit, but you have to, like, time it exactly right. Because if you time it a little too late or a little too um, early, it you don't get any benefit from it. You get fucking hit. <laughs> so... I'm still kind of, like, having a difficult time reading. Did you like this game? I did. I actually liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I was, like, while I was talking, I, I was like, I don't... I, I'm, I'm just describing it, um, but I liked everything... I liked most of the things about it. Like, sometimes it did get a little tedious. Um, there's a couple of fights that are really frustrating difficulty-wise. Uh, just because just it, it, there's random difficulty spikes and... In the cases I'm thinking of, it's based on the enemy's special abilities. Like some fights, you'll you'll the game's like a big tournament arc. I should have said that from the start. Like so, every couple days you'll have to go do a tournament fight, and it'll be like three of the other students, and they'll all be like 
story related students like you'll have encountered them at some point and so you'll have to see and deal with all their special abilities and some of them are just fucking horseshit especially when you stack (laughs) three of them on top of each other it's just it can be a bit of a fucking nightmare so that part doesn't sound all that great the way you described it but the rest of it sounds really good yeah, yeah. What what got me to play it was the style, and the style is consistently charming through the entire experience. Um, there's only a, a couple different biomes, so mostly you're in the the high school atmosphere. Um, there is a bit of running around that the game will make you do that gets kind of frustrating, and then later on it starts to do a little bit better job of like zipping you where you need to go instead of wasting your damn time because. While it is an open world game, uh, like it be just because you're running back and forth in the the school square a thousand times, it gets a little bit old. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, I appreciate it when games do that when they start kind of zipping you around, as you said, to save you time and not make you do the same thing over and over again. How long yeah, do the ahead. dodgeball matches take? Not long. If if you're substantially overpowering somebody, like. Say uh, I'm 30 levels above someone, it probably will only take five to six seconds. Um, an average dodgeball match, like 30 seconds to a minute, not not very long. Okay. So even if you, even if you get tired of the combat, it it goes by pretty quick. Where it you, you can you'll probably still be able to muscle through it without much agitation. Okay. I'm going to play this. I mean, not just because it's free on Game Pass, but well, it's not free on Game Pass. It's on Game Pass, and I pay for Game Pass. Um, but it's also this, this just sounds like a really fun game, and I like I like games where I go to special high schools. <laughs> and this also reminds me of, of Super Dodgeball, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Oh, one thing I meant to paint a picture, I don't know if Super Dodgeball is like this, because... I think when I first heard about this game, I assumed it would be like sort of forward backwards on the screen, sort of like uh, Mario Tennis, but it's the screen's side by side. I don't know if Super Dodgeball was like that as well. Yep, that so, definitely like, sounds. I mean, it, the the gameplay I've seen, the screenshots I saw, remind me quite a bit of Super Dodgeball, like almost a hundred percent. Well, I'll have to watch a, a speed run of Super Dodgeball or something so I know what the fuck it is. Just coming over to my friend Jeff's house or my cousin Jeff's house. I bet you he still has a Nintendo with that set up. <laughs> we uh, we don't talk anymore, me and Jeff. Oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> I got that. You know what he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Disgusting. <laughs> Jeez. Do you have, any, um, have yeah. any final thoughts? Um, I, I would recommend this to a lot of people. Um, there's full accessibility options, as in you can, if you don't want to deal with some of the frustrating parts of the game. You can turn it to the point where you're literally immune to damage and do like 4x damage. So, if you do want to just go and live in this like warm, like colorful world, then don't let the difficulty frustration that I mentioned uh, stop you because you can deal with that very easily. Um, and yeah, just just play it. It's, it's a 10-hour game. Um, uh, it, to me, that's like the correct amount of time if you're sort of where I am in life right now. Just like <laughs> if you don't have the, the whole summer off. Shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going back to school and you only have like, you know, afternoons or whatever, 
Um, it's it's a good game. It's a substantial game for what it is, and it's I I enjoyed it all the way to the end. Yeah, that, I mean that sounds like a pretty solid endorsement. Yeah, for sure. Check it out, please. All right, so that's that's all I got. Shall we talk about um, Mario Golf Super Rush? Mario Golf Super Rush. Oh. I got that. <sighs> Mario Golf Super Rush, where to begin? I think, as usual, I have to start with a little bit of history. Um, <laughs> because Pull up a chair. And pull listen. up a chair as, as Papa Andy lights his pipe by the fire and tells you the story <laughs> of, once again, how I've anticipated greatly a game that was being published by Nintendo, and so I should not have anticipated it greatly or at all. Uh, you may remember last year when I played a game called... Paper Mario Origami Garami or whatever it was. And we talked about how it looked very pretty and the combat was garbage and why did they change it to this weird time-based puzzle mechanic instead of the thing that Paper Mario was known for and its interesting combat mechanics. You remember that, right? You remember that the discussion? I didn't dream that up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was I was looking at our standings. I was like, wait, didn't you play that this year? And I was like, no, that was fucking Bowser's Fury. Yeah, Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury, yeah. great. Mario uh, Origami Garami, not so great. Yeah. I was I was so excited for that game. It looked just right. And then after you, we talked about it in the podcast, I was like, well, guess I'm never playing that. Such a shame. It, it really was. It really was. And um, I know you weren't excited for Mario Golf Super Rush, other than that it was just another game made by Camelot, who are not making the games that you want them to Camelot. make. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stop stop tanking the studio with these garbage games and get back to Golden Sun, for the love of God. <laughs> I would have bet that a new Golden Sun was coming out before a new Mario Golf. And <laughs> people who, who follow me on Twitter would have seen me losing my shit at the announcement of a new Mario Golf. So here I am months later with nothing but vitriol and pain in my voice because Mario Golf is a series that I've been playing since the N64 days. I played it on handheld. I played it on GameCube. I played it on different handhelds. It's a series that I love um, because, you know, I'm a white dad. I listen to Steely Dan. I have opinions on Steely Dan and I like golf. That's just where (laughs) I am in my life. Mario Golf is a great arcade game in theory. It's a great arcade golf game. A lot of fun, a lot of silliness. Uh, Mario Golf Super Rush has removed all of that from the game for a number of simple, stupid reasons. Uh Oh, so the the history lesson that I was gonna, or the history I was gonna give, the previous Mario Golf games had very fun Mario mechanics and Mario courses in the same way that, like, you know, Mario Kart has very fun, kooky, crazy courses that involve a lot of weird things happening and interactions with the environment and jumps that go over each other and little shortcuts that you can take to make it fun and different from your standard Assetto Corsa racing game, right? Mm -hmm. Mario Golf was the same way. You had pipes that you could hit your ball into and it would come out the other side and weird things that would interact with the balls and you were hitting them up mountains and across volcanoes and through pyramids and really cool stuff because it was a goofy Mario golf game. None of that exists in this new game anymore. It's all flat, boring golf courses that look like golf courses. Why? Why'd they do this? Because it's all in aid of this new Super Rush mode, which 
has you, all, all four players at the same time playing the course. Hit the ball, run to where the ball lands, and hit it again to be the first one to sink it in the hole. And uh, you actually have to can't physically... can you do that on a volcano? Because um, you need to be able to run and see distance easily and quickly. And see where other people are located because your special shots, when they land, they'll hit and they'll explode and knock other people's balls out of the way. So if you had a lot of uh, tiered areas, high volcanoes, things that you couldn't see around or over, you couldn't really play that mode effectively. So they got rid of all of that uh, in aid of this super rush mode. Um, it's not fun, and it's a weird trade-off. It's an incredibly what? weird trade-off, because it's not what the series has been known for, and there was no need to add it. But they wanted to make why, a party why game. Why does Nintendo want... Yeah, why does Nintendo... Why is Nintendo so adamant on destroying friendships? <laughs> why, is, why is that their entire modus operandi? I don't know. They, they want party games. They want everything to be a party game, is my assumption based on this only. This one data point. <laughs> on top of so that, you... the to, to add to things that make no sense... Previous Mario Golf games had a three-tap system for swinging the club. You tap to it. So after you've lined everything up, selected your what club you're going to use, selected your stance, everything. Tap once to initiate. Tap another time at the at the top of this or the the you know top of your swing to determine how far back you're pulling and how much power you're putting into it. And tap it a third time on the way back down to gauge the accuracy of your shot. Mm-hmm. So it was it was very much a timed dexterity move. This is now, Nintendo has now changed all of this so that there is parity between people playing with controllers and people playing with motion controls. So, because obviously motion controls are going to be less accurate than the precision of me tapping the button when I want to tap the button and guaranteeing that the input goes when I want, the harder that you attempt to hit your ball the more likely or the more wide of a range of accuracy it has. So if you only hit at 50% power, it's going to go about where you want it to hit it you know, 90% of the time, 95% of the time. If you hit it at 100% power, it's now just a random chance, whether it's on or whether it veers 10 degrees to the left or to the right or anywhere in between. It has nothing oh. to do with, with dexterity. It has nothing to do with accuracy of your swing you can take the same swing a thousand times and get different results every time because it's just a randomized thing depending on how hard you hit the ball and that's entirely just to maintain parity with people who are playing with motion controls so that you can have motion control players and physical control players in the same game and the motion control players don't get fucking trounced that's the decision they've made here well this doesn't sound very good it's not it's not very good. The, the <laughs> courses are incredibly boring and flat and uninteresting. It lacks all of the interesting game modes that they used to have in previous Mario Golf games. They used to have um, modes where you'd be playing through the weird courses, and instead of playing for, you know, number of strokes or match win, you would have rings in the air that you were trying to aim your shot to go through all of them. And that, like, that was the purpose of each hole. Not to get it in a few strokes, but to make sure you got all of the rings or to get close. All of these different little tournaments and challenges that weren't real golf. All of that has been taken away for this party mode, which just has this 
you do three rounds of hit the ball, run, get it, hit the ball, run, get it. So you are you literally running on the course? You're literally like, running on the course. Me- so you is hit it, and then you mechanic? literally just have to like push the stick in the direction of where the ball went. Uh, it's bad. Most f- fun part of golf, like walking the course. Yeah, but now you can do like little things to knock people down and get them out of the way. The big problem, and somehow I, I and I'm somehow shocked that they did not run into this at all in testing. So if you, me, and two others are all hitting our balls and trying to get there as fast as we can, and we all have special shots that will knock people around and knock balls away when they land, obviously the tactic is going to be the last one to hit. Because that guarantees you can knock everyone out of the way and no one else can knock your ball out of the way because you were the last one to hit. Yeah. They, there's nothing preventing that from happening. There's no timer <laughs> on that to con- like to prevent that from happening. There's no, like, you lose distance if you don't do it fast. So you just have people standing there in ranked play doing nothing. Because they both want to be the last person to hit. Oh, so there's ranked play, huh? Yes, there I, is. I'm guessing you're only mad because you're not Grandmaster. <laughs> is this correct? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> Obviously. All of this salt is just because I'm not Grandmaster. Uh, I sunk easily 40, 50 hours into Mario Golf Toadstool Tour for the GameCube. That was a game that had a shit ton of content. Twice as many characters, twice as many courses, uh, you know, and a game that wasn't going to get post-release updates. This was a game, you know, because it's GameCube, everything was on disc, and I played shit tons of it and had a lot of fun with it. And I could not, in the month that I've been playing with it, wring any fun out of this stone. (laughs) It's just disappointing in every possible way for someone who wants a fun arcade golf experience. And unfortunately, the other arcade golf experiences that currently exist, um, Hot Shot Golf and, I don't know, Everybody Golf, something like that, they're both PlayStation exclusives, which I don't (laughs) have. So thanks, everyone. Thanks, Nintendo and Camelot, for fucking ruining my golf video game enjoyment for the year. (laughs) You could always go down to the bar and uh, play the the spinny ball game. (laughs) God, I would... I would love to enjoy Golden Tea, I think it's called. That's another one I yeah, never really cool. enjoyed. It's I like arcadey sports games, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is just like having all Golf the fun Street. stripped away because we need to make room for one specific game mode, which is way less arcadey and less fun. Yeah, it sounds like they ruined the game in doing so. Yeah, they did. And um, this is an- another one of those unfortunate situations where... Uh, I feel like I've said that about 15 things here today, but this is another one of the situations that's unfortunate because it's not been poorly reviewed (laughs) because it's still, people are still getting fun out of it. It's just very bad if you wanted a Mario Golf game as they used to make them. Yeah. Well, it's kind of sucks knowing that they could be that. Mm -hmm. What you're describing doesn't sound fun to me. The old games sounded fun. The old, the old games were a lot of fun. I, I spent hours and hours and hours and hours playing them in my younger days. And not just because I was, you know, college dropout with, and a loser with no life. Like, even <laughs> when I had a job, I was playing it a lot. Who's making you say these things? <laughs> Camelot. They've paid me a lot of money to try and <laughs> convince. I, and I, I'm sure that this is a, a from-the-top kind of 
you need to make a party game. Camelot, no one yeah. cares about any of your franchises. <laughs> no no one's doing this thing in the, the Nintendo uh, announce where they had all these fucking switches like squared up on a picnic picnic table <laughs> and everyone's playing a party mode game. Like no one does that with any Switch game. Like, Switch is just like an indie machine. It was so frustrating to have this moment of like realizing that this game has been completely destroyed by the two things that I don't care about, which is party modes in games and motion controls. <laughs> and I've spent my the last 10 years of gaming having all of these things that I love destroyed by let's make this a multiplayer only experience and let's work in motion controls. <laughs> and it just hurts, man. It just hurts me. Yeah, I mean, I guess... You shouldn't be surprised anymore by Nintendo, but you can still be disappointed. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I don't know why I let myself get sucked into it every time and let myself believe <laughs> that maybe this time, maybe this time it'll... But no, it never. But maybe. But never. Yeah. I understand your pain. If If they make... A fourth Golden Sun game, I guarantee they'll have the creative juices flowing to make a proper golf game. I, I guarantee it. I would love Support it. Support my cause. I would love it if they gave Camelot the freedom to make a Golden Sun game. Golden Sun is a, a series that desperately needs to be revived or just given to... like. It, this is that frustration that Nintendo and other companies have of like, here's a franchise that we did and we don't really want to do it anymore, but also we don't want anyone else to do it. So just it's just gonna sit dead. <laughs> Preaching the choir, man. We Especially ugh, fucking Dark Dawn leaves off on a goddamn cliffhanger too. Mm -hmm. Sick bastards. <laughs> and that was that was on the DS, not even the 3DS. Oh, that must have been like 2009. Oh, the pain. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're just from a previous generation that only wants things that will never exist again. Oh, God. We've hit that age. We have. We're not marketable anymore. We're not. We're marketed too. I don't think we were ever marketable. <laughs> 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 we don't get marketed to anymore. Um, any any closing thoughts before we rank them? Uh, it's so hard because if this game sells well, it'll justify the addition of the party mode. And if it doesn't sell well, it will reinforce the idea that golf games don't sell. <laughs> and it, neither one of those actually will hit the the core of the matter here. You know, it's it's almost like Ghostbusters 2016, you know? <laughs> if it didn't do poorly, all it did, regardless of what happened, it was going to be about the fact that it was women in the movie. And if it succeeded, yeah. it was going to be like there was that's all the discussion was about. All of this is just about all the changes they made in Mario Rush and, you know. Whatever. I don't care anymore. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll let you go ahead and, and rank that on our, our very large list <laughs> go, going into September. <laughs> Jesus. Um, I'm, I'm going to put this uh, second to last. It's above Honey Pop 2. Uh, oh. Just because Honey Pop 2, as much as I enjoyed it, there's some objectionable things in there. Anime titties? 
Yeah, I mean, anime titties are not necessarily a bad thing, but the, the texts surrounding them and the context in which those anime titties appear. Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah, you... Um, I'm gonna... I'm thinking... Ooh, okay, there's no takesies backsies. Um... Yeah, I'll say number two for the year. Nice. So below below Loop Hero and above Narita Boy and the Medium. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to try that one out. Yeah, please please do. Let me know what you think. Did you did you beat Narita Boy? I'm probably not gonna do spoiler chat, but No, I'm just... I did not beat it. I'm I'm probably I think right. about two thirds of the way through. Okay. I, I was doing very I, well with it, and then something released. No, I think I just accidentally reinstalled RimWorld. That's all. <laughs> you goofed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about the ending with somebody, but I guess... I don't know. Tweet tweet at me. Arcadia. A-R-K-E-Y-D-I-A. <laughs> if you beat Narita Boy, let me know what your thoughts are. Any... any Closing closing episode thoughts from from you, Senor? No, it feels good to be back. I'm glad that we're we're talking about these games again. I'm, I'm hoping to I got a backlog of games to talk about. I'm, I'm hoping to knock out as many as we can before year's end. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I, we should maybe address the elephant in the room since we're sort of under under time budget. Um, yeah, we just haven't recorded an episode in a month and a half because I've been moving. Yep. So. And also, the whole year's been kind of behind because I've been preparing to move. So, <laughs> hopefully, we can just start jackhammering episodes. Like honestly, we could probably record three episodes in the next two weeks and start start getting getting to it as I start playing more video games as well. Yeah, I, I've got quite a few uh, tank or teed up, so I, I'm ready to talk about at the very least this and that game about sexy swords in a dungeon. Uh, oh, I, I have questions about Do Sexy you? Swords in a Dungeon, oh, Dungeon Boys. I'm excited to talk about that one. All right. Well, let's plan on doing that one next. All right. right. All right, cool. Take us out of here. Yeah, so this has been uh, Game Up Podcast number 49. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We would love it if you'd go on your podcast provider of choice, probably just Apple iTunes, Apple Podcast, whatever it's called now, because that's all anyone uses. Or Stitcher. People use Stitcher, I guess, or Pod tween or something go on there and give us a review five stars if you feel like it four or less if you're kind of lame um and that'd be that'd be <laughs> not, great not so pretty check us out uh, at uh at game off podcast on twitter is that it is that the one at game yeah. off podcast yep. check us out there uh and then there's other places you could check us out but go to the twitter and then that'll have links to the other places and then i don't have to remember all of them yeah that's that's a good plan thanks uh, I'm I'm uh, and I'm Andy. God, man, it's, it's been a tough day. I'm Andy. I'm Annette Benning. <laughs> I'm Annette Benning, aka Solid Talker here, signing off with uh, Brent Arcadia. <laughs> See you all next time. Bye.